And this episode of All Hail Yogg is brought to you by our Patreon. If you like the podcast and want to support future episodes, please visit patreon.com slash xpwebseries and consider joining our campaign. Patrons have early access to episodes, world-building streams, RPG materials, and even bonus behind-the-scenes peeks at the creation of All Hail Yogg. If you can swing it, we would love to have you on Patreon. And now, on with the show. Previously on All Hail Yogg. Four villains, Eric the Abomination, Ernst the Arch Lich, Narsene the Witch, and Skura the Worm, were summoned from the four corners of Undoom. In the heart of Yoggoth, they assembled at the peak of a twisted spire and knelt before the vessel now a young elven child of Yogg. The adventure continues on the 27th of Mutsin, year 895, in the Fourth Age of Omdoom. This is The Watchtower, Episode 2. It's a watchtower. It protects the harbor to a capital city. You will conquer that watchtower and kill all who defend it. What do you do? Narsene kind of gets up from her curtsy and just says, it will be done. She sort of nods at you. Eric uncomfortably uh, looks up towards the power that is Yogg and meekly and very terrified moves closer to Yogg and then gets back down on Eric's knees and says, My lord, I, I am sorry you found me in that church. I know it was not yours. I know not why I was there. I sought something I knew I could not have. I apologize. Persuasion check. Eight. Nineteen. She was looking at Narsene, and as you approach and start to make your plea, she doesn't make eye contact with you. And you kind of make your plea, and then her eyes slide across. You feel sort of a vibration in your hand, and you look at it and see that, again, smoke is coming out. And in the past, it's just kind of been a transportation. You're feeling pain, and you start to feel almost as though someone is, like, pressing knives down into the symbol. You take six psychic damage, and she just says... Never again. Oh, hell, yuck. <laughs> you have this little moment where she sort of burns this into you. And, and you're I, a cowed, right? Yeah, I get back down on the ground. And then she kind of looks back forward. Ask your questions. What's the proper term of address? There isn't really one. Yog is so kind of um, intangible. Yog doesn't stoop to titles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, right. right. Um, uh, master, where is this, uh, this tower? It guards the city of Thorpe, the greatest mortal city in Undoon. Go ahead and roll some history checks, if you'd like. Yeah. Sure. 
five. Cool. <laughs> that makes sense. Dragon don't know much. That's a 19. 19. You 22. You 26. Got it. Awesome. Thorpe is impossible not to know about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thorpe is the largest city in the world. It's sort of like if New York was copy pasted like five or six times across the eastern seaboard. It, it spans about half of, of two continents. So it's this massive sort of ecumenopolis that, that crawls across basically one half of the world. Those of you who rolled pretty high, above 20, you, wouldn't, you almost kind of instantly know what Yaga's referring to specifically, that there is a large bay. The city is sort of set in between these, this sort of big channel in between these two continents, and there's a tiny little island that guards the entrance. It stands upon an island in the harbor mouth and is the clasp in a great magical chain that protects the harbor and the city from any invasion. Everyone would know, even you, that Yogg is basically prosecuting this large-scale war against the world. Yogg's overall aim is, like all good Dark Lords, to cover the world in a second darkness and blot out all goodness, right? And so Thorpe has kind of been this bastion that has held out against Yogg's advances over and over and over again. And the two of you can pretty quickly suss out that it's this little island that's holding this harbor open that's preventing Yogg from making a landing in the city. The fortress may fall. But when the dust clears, the tower must stand still. For the chain it houses shall prove instrumental to Yogg's conquest of the city and of the world. I feel like I'm just a little disappointed that it has to be intact. <laughs> <laughs> well, relatively intact, yeah, comparatively I mean, intact. like, how many doorways can this like dragon fit through? 51% intact, right? Oh, cool, it has cool, to be a yeah. controlling interest <laughs> of intact, yeah, uh-huh. What will we be up against? It is held by the Covenant Kingdoms, an alliance of nations bent on preventing the spread of Yogg's glory. Only a small contingent mans the fortress, 500 at most, but they have thus far repelled all assault. Through wizardry are they resupplied, and thus cannot be besieged. Through wizardry they have shaped the land to their advantage, and thus cannot be sapped. There is something else within that fortress, something that allows so few to thwart so many, something that has remained undetected to all Yogg's arts. How many attempts have been made? Three. Recently? Within the past year. And that's probably something if you lived in Yogg, you would know about. This is kind of the, the dailies are coming out, like, Yogg, attempts to invade Thor! Or whatever. <laughs> Spinning uh, newspapers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Extra, yeah. extra, like little, yeah. little, little demon boys. Demonic boys are uh, throwing yeah. Paper boys. <laughs> but yeah, that there's been this lar large-scale war against kind of all fronts, and this is one of them, one of the more, particularly more important to Yogg. An armada of dreadnoughts will accompany you, laden with soldiery. Understand that they are not at your command, but answer instead to their commander, Throka Tentusk. And the five of you shall operate in concert with no word of rivalry or strife reaching Yogg's many ears, despite current fashions.
he kind of like looks at you <laughs> and at you. Is that understood? Head goes down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the floor. Mm -hmm. I just uh, Narsenay react. She just nods. Yeah, a little reluctantly. <laughs> kind of like, well, taking the fun out of my game. <laughs> Should you wish battalions of your own, such must you choose as your dark gift. You can choose the Black Battalion, which in this case means you would have a, one of these ships, a Dreadnought's worth of soldiers that are under your direct command. That would include about a thousand troops in total, some portion of which are orcs, like orcish berserkers, some portion of which are sort of tiefling infantry, some portion of which are zombies, and some portion of which are drow archers. You could choose unholy steeds, which are basically like horrifying nightmare creatures that Yogg can have bred for you to serve you as mounts in battle. The cool thing about that gift is that we can kind of brainstorm what they would be or what kind of powers they might have. I don't have anything set in stone. So if you guys like, oh man, I would want them to be aquatic or burrowing or something cool like that, we can, we can kind of brainstorm the, the monster. So that's an option. And you can also gain the Profane Blessing, which is a little bit more prosaic. And it, once you activate it, the whole party gets a plus 10 bonus to one skill for eight hours. So if you're trying to be stealthy or you're trying to be persuasive, you guys can choose that one and it makes everyone better at one particular skill for a period of time. So Black Battalion, get the soldiers, Unholy Steeds, Nasty Horsey Times, um, <laughs> or the Profane Blessing, which is maybe the more boring, but could be the more useful. We each get one? No, the whole party gets one. Oh. So you, yeah. <laughs> going to throw this out there and say students don't help a dragon. That's a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> or a naval hungry. invasion. I could really. eat them. I mean, unless they fly. but They could fly. Let's, yeah, I think we can just fly on you. Yeah, hop on. You know. I'm an elephant, yellow fit, right? I would say that, yeah, I would say two players could fit uncomfortably on your back. Uncomfortably. One player can fit comfortably, but I think two people is getting like, you can fly, but it's like your wings don't have a lot of room. Right? <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. Uh -huh. Feel free to discuss. Do we know how far we are from? Where you are right now, you are halfway across the world, but you will start your invasion from a place much closer, um, a okay. city called Zal Umbros, which is about 13 days by sea. That will be in a couple of days' time. You'll sure. have time to prepare, and you guys want to discuss the Dark Gift, discuss ideas or plans on how you might take this watchtower down. Yes, what is the structure, the infrastructure of this watchtower? Yogg makes a gesture like that, and you see that, that cauldron of goop kind of like bubbles up and forms into a weird, like, slimy reproduction, like a, like a scale model of this island. So I drew this map, which the podcast can see and appreciate as much as you guys can. So it is a sort of a roundish island, very rocky and inhospitable. It kind of rises up like a doorstopper, so this sort of lowest at this point here and highest up here near the tower. And there is sort of a squat, ugly stone fortification that is built on top of it. It's colloquially known as the Gatehouse, because it protects uh, the entrance into the harbor. That big tower here is, in addition to being a lighthouse, has like a, a bright blue magical flame that they, they shoot in times of uh, danger. It is also, at its lowest point down here, the anchor for this massive magical chain that stretches hundreds of miles from rocks and rocks and rocks all the way across this massive open harbor. Stout stone walls that go all the way around. These are towers. There's a lot of outbuildings in there. Uh, the cliffs make it sort of impossible to make a landing anywhere but the front part here, and that kind of puts you in the teeth of the, the towers there. If you are listening to the podcast right now, uh, there should be a link in the show notes to where you can look at the map. You can also discuss general plans on the trip. You don't necessarily have to make these decisions right now. Oh, what are you guys saying about dark gifts? Yeah, I think the big question is, yeah, do we need do we need extra force, or are we going to need just, yeah, like that skill boost? Is it going to be extra force, or we just or get just, or one just of control, the ships like, yeah, of our It's uh, additional force. Additional force. Additional okay, force. that's good. The other five would be under the commander, the orc. Throw mm -hmm. a content tusk, but you guys would leave the other one. 
I definitely see the merit in both. If we're facing a force within the fortress of about 500, mm -hmm. I could definitely see some merit in having some chum to throw into the water. One thing you would know is that the an armada, the number of ships that are sent, there are five of them, each with a thousand troops on board. These are huge ships, and they have not been able to take down the walls with that number. Even ten to one, oh. they've been getting pushed back. <laughs> so more could help, but you also, I guess, make a history check for me if you want to learn a little bit more about the specific, like, campaign that's been going on. Ooh, that's a natural 20. Ooh. You know everything. Bing bong. I know everything. And a natural one. I know nothing. <laughs> 15, I did okay that time. Okay, yeah. So you would know, and you probably at least heard rumblings, that the current commander in charge of this task, Thorka Tentusk, is kind of on her way out because she has failed at this a couple of times. Her <laughs> tactic basically seems to be to throw as many bodies against the walls as she can. That way her, the troops that come behind can mount up the heap of corpses. <laughs> <laughs> to get over the top. Yogg has a lot of troops, but that's maybe not tactically the best move. So you, there might be a way to leverage the number of soldiers in a different way. You just know that the Throka, the current commander, is kind of a blood, blunt instrument. So you probably don't have a very high opinion of her and her tactics. Mm. That so could be the reason. skill would help. Yeah. Skill Instead of people. Those flying horses. Mm. <laughs> you just want a flying horse. <laughs> <laughs> and then just not even go to the comic. Yeah. <laughs> see ya! <laughs> yeah, I can see the I'll eat the extras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get you one horse and you have three horses you can eat. Yeah. yeah, if Throka's on her way out of command, mm -hmm. we might still... And probably life. We might still <laughs> wrangle command of this mm -hmm. anyway if there's someone inept in charge, right? Mm. So we could come out with the benefits of both marks if we play our cards right. Mm -hmm. You would you certainly know? have to do some maneuvering to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. we would have to spend some effort, but like we can't like there's no amount of effort we can spend to get this uh, whatever the boon. Right? No, you pick one yeah. of the three. Yeah, I'm for the boon. The oh, the, uh, the profane. Can, can blessing. you tell me yes. about yeah, the yeah. profane? So it's blessing. a plus ten bonus to one skill check for eight hours, and it has to be one, the same skill check for everyone. Same it's not like everyone gets a different one. It's like we all want to be better at stealth. We all want to be better at athletics. We all want to be better at. Dex acrobatics or whatever it is. Mm. So that one's it's helpful if you know what your plan is, if you have a particular plan in mind, right? Which can we choose that skill at the time we pop the cork oh, on it? Oh, that's interesting. Or do we have to choose that now? I think you can choose it at the time. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. What do you guys I, think? I dig that. Mm -hmm. Want to take the profane blessing and then maybe potentially try to mm -hmm. maneuver your way into command of the whole army anyway. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Edge out this orc. I dig it. Okay, yeah. great. So how do you uh, request it? I'm not much for talking. <laughs> I don't think you've said anything. No, yeah, uh -huh. no she's just huffed a bit. <laughs> uh, we would receive your blessing gratefully, my lord. So you shall. And then you guys all simultaneously, whether it's on your hand or your eye or the back of your head, feel sort of a, an extra static charge. There's this hum around your mark, whether it's in mm. your eye or your hand, as though there's latent energy kind of ready to be triggered mm. um, whenever you want to. Other questions for Yang, or do you want to kind of jump to the uh, the invasion? I have no questions. What? I'm ready to die. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ready to throw yourself oh, buddy. Whatever Yang requires. <laughs> yes, Narsene. Why do you think you have not been able to see what this weapon is? Yog sees through mortal eyes, imperfect as they are. The power that resides within that watchtower is... cannot. It's almost like the vessel stumbles for a moment as though it can't quite find the words for it. Make an insight check. Okay. Which is very weird. Oh no, that's just an eight. 
Okay. There's something like inscrutable about the thought process that's happening inside this like cosmic evil. It, it cannot be fathomed, this hidden potency. It cannot be calculated, nor can it be countenanced. Whatsoever stands against Yogg must topple. But it, it, even as it says that, it doesn't seem like it's 100% sure. It's like, almost like on, on uneven footing. Yeah. Um, someone else can make an inside check if they want. I don't know if, if I've care. got great. I mean, I can give it a shot. Sure. I think my, my skull is inclining, like, quizzically. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I've, a dog. I've, I've yeah. never seen Yogg not <laughs> kind of sure falter, of something. Yeah. It's not a great roll. It's 8 plus 4 is 12. Okay. 12. What was your roll? That was an 8. An 8, yeah. Yogg doesn't really understand human emotions <laughs> or any emotions, right? It's not... It has no humanity of any kind. So it's not been the first time that like Yogg has had difficulty grasping like why certain people have behaved in certain ways when they're guided by emotion. Mm. So it's almost as though there's an, a, a non-mathematical factor in play here that Yogg can't grasp. Yeah. Where in the world is Thorpe? Is it somewhere that, like is it fairly north where I might have flown around no, that area? So, cool. so then I've got no reason to. A real shitty garbage. I had a nice map and then I left it at home. And then Dude. I tried to draw another one and I'm like, no, it's not good. So I'm gonna draw <laughs> literally the world's shittiest. And the listeners will never see yeah. it. Yeah, we did this last time. I think you long. should actually give it to them. You should give them both. Yeah, you right. Just give them the good ones. Just home, like, and we just will never know. You guys ready for this? I'm so excited. Garbage world map. Okay, look, everyone, the world. It's <laughs> beautiful. So this is Yagath. It's conveniently right in the middle of everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you are from DMOS, which is up here. Yep. Um, and then Thorpe is like here, this area. Oh, it's the closest I've ever been to Thorpe right now. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and the the island is kind of like there, and the magic chain stretches across. So you guys will be launching from a city called Zal Umbros, which is right here. And you go beep, 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 beep. What do you think, podcast? How do you feel good. about that? <laughs> do you like this plan? Let me know in the comments. <laughs> Everything you've showed me has made this extremely clear. Yeah. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> cool. If there's nothing else, we can jump ahead to the launching sequence. Can we communicate with Yogg? You're not 100% sure all the rules of how the mark works. Okay. It's up to you whether you've tried to like Dear use it as a, use it yeah. as a text like, "Hey, it's me. Uh, just wondering if I could get it." <laughs> <laughs> just checking in. Just had a couple of follow-up questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. That's up to you. I know I'm going to think of one as cool. soon as we leave. I just want to put the pressure yeah. on you now that way to really increase the shame later yeah. when you remember it. As you guys are getting ready to depart, you can feel your symbols kind of vibrating again. Yogg looks up and says, Yogg before all. All hail Yogg. <laughs> the flames lick up and swallow the four of you entirely. So then you guys appear in like the market square of this city, kind of without any preamble, just <laughs> you gazing around, you see all kinds of people are sca like scampering back away from you. You are still in Yoggoth, you almost immediately know because of just how fucking evil it looks. <laughs> like there's just skulls on signs and signposts and horrible black architecture, right? Like it's sort of gothic meets kind of like uh, uh, all obsidian and like mm. sharp edges, like a little bit of H.R. Geiger, a little bit of Mountains of Madness all kind of swirled into one. Sort of tieflings and, and undead and drow kind of go scampering away from you. You're in the middle of this city and you can see the main thing you notice is that just black ichor is in the sky. Like this horrible, thick poison. And it's like wafting through the streets, this greenish, black, yellow nastiness that you immediately like snuff in and almost like start to feel your nose bleed. Like it's just awful. <laughs> um, a history check you can make if you want to kind of get a sense of where you are. 
That's a 10. A 10? 17. 28. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, you all would actually be familiar, especially because <laughs> it got brought up. You are in the city of Zal Umbros, or the city of Shadow, or the Port of Shadow as it's known. It is the westernmost port. It's right here. And it is called that because it's kind of the industrial center of Yogg's armies. This is where sort of Isengard style, all the, the blades are smithed and all the armor is made. And since Yogg continues to deny climate change is a real thing, it's just <laughs> pouring... <laughs> Uh, toxins and, and fumes oh unrepentantly into the air. <laughs> like, the reason Yoggoth is kind of smothered in the smoke is because this place is just this unrepentant chain-smoking town, right? <laughs> oh um, so you can see on the, the fringes of the city are these huge black pylons that are just endlessly vomiting this nastiness. But it doesn't have any immediate effects on you when you arrive, but if you, like, prolongedly stay in the city, it will have bad effects. Some of the people who are walking around, you can see, have, like, a little like, magical glyph kind of floating in front of their face as though it can screen some of the, the toxins. Mm. But everyone's kind of scampering back. It's just <laughs> this dragon <laughs> up here. It's like, bursts of green flame aren't that unusual, but this is pretty weird. Uh, is anyone close enough that I could eat them? <laughs> yes. Great. Certainly. I would like to eat uh, give the Give me a, a bite attack, yeah. Great. <laughs> oh, that's I'm so happy. Six. <laughs> okay, so you snap at somebody, right? There's like a there's like a peddler or someone, like a like oh, a, an old tiefling peddler like going by with a cart. These <laughs> dragon jaws come down. He drops the cart. Like sort of squares. I go scampering. Do you want to try to get him, or do you want to let him go? No, I think I let him go. I think I'm a little disappointed in myself for missing in yeah. the first place, and I'm like, all right, I'll get a snack later. Okay, cool. So he drops in because he's stumbling out and screaming in, in terror. I'm also madly entertained. Totally. These, a couple of people start clapping and are uh, sort of talking to each other and excited, like, oh, look, a dragon is here. This is this, this <laughs> nice. happened. Yeah. What does the rest of the group do as you guys appear in this city? I immediately create one of those magical glyphs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Done with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, Eric is sort of checking his body because he's confused. He's used, he's, he says, ah, the ooze. At least he didn't make us go through the ooze well this time. You see, that's how he made us travel. Last, we fell into a vat of ooze. <laughs> and he transformed <laughs> us here, but this was just a flash of green. This is better, better, better. Maybe Yogg feels better about me. Uh, uh, there's a like sizzle from your mark. Uh, oh! <laughs> I think Squirrel would also be a little annoyed at all the talking and turn and just huff at you. Uh oh! Blast of cold air. <laughs> <laughs> just blows my hair back. <laughs> <laughs> I go cross-eyed for a moment. Okay. Uh, Looney Tunes are over for Eric, for the time being at least. <laughs> Eyeballs pop out. Uh, what's Ernst up to? I think he's just looking from side to side. Be like, my, I fucking need my retainers. Oh, yeah, sure. They're back at the party. Right, uh-huh. Probably embarrassing me. <laughs> oh, God. Certainly. Um, They're we cut to them, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, no one will talk to them, you know? Um, oh. Well, they're servants, right? Yeah, right. Um, oh. Well, shit. What time of day is it? Is it night? That's a great question. Um, it's hard to tell. It's with extremely the... hard to tell. You can make a nature check. Okay. But you, yeah, you would assume it's night. It was midnight when you were pulled originally, right? Twelve. Um, that helped. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little after mid. It's the same time of day. Yoggoth is nocturnal. People don't go out in the day. A lot of the poison that kind of goes over the sun has a tendency to kind of, it almost like befouls the sunlight when it comes down. So people mm -hmm. tend to like stay indoors. So most mm -hmm. of Yoggoth activity happens in the middle of the night. So mm -hmm. this is kind of like a little afternoon, effectively. Oh, okay. um, a lot of people are, are bustling around. So as you guys are kind of confused about your direction, what you're supposed to do, you're sort of near the harbor. You can kind of hear the sounds of gulls, and you go, I don't know, they're gulls. You hear the sounds of something that vaguely <laughs> resembles gulls, legally distinct from gulls. 
and you can see the massive ships and things. You know you're near the, the dock. And there's a great muster kind of down the end of this avenue of all these bodies moving around clanking in armor. And you see, as you appear in, in Blame, a small contingent starts to move towards you. These are orcs. So they are muscle-bound, and they are tall, and they're sort of greenish-gray. They are covered sort of head to toe in these, like, deep, dark, ritualistic scars. Almost like... But they're not old scars. They're sort of scabbed over, so they kind of redo them all the time, like recarve these scars. So these bleeding, horrible sores. There's about 12 of them, and they're in a, a wedge. And at the front, like, hulking towards you guys, comes the biggest, nastiest-looking orc you have ever seen. It's female... She's wearing like a big helmet, kind of similar armor, big quiver of arrows on her back, and she has this big, massive, unstrung longbow that looks like a, like a long spear, like it's nine feet long in her hand. The main thing you notice is that orcs have tusks. They have two little tusks that come up like this. Her face is just a thicket of tusks that clash and jut out in ways that they're not supposed to. Some of them come down here, and some of them are jutting up out of the top of her skin. And it's just this like, horrible mash of teeth. And as she approaches, her mouth creaks open a little bit, and then just this yellow... Drool comes out, hits the pavement, and sizzles there. Oh. And she stands, and when she speaks, her eyes kind of flash uh, demonically. It sent you, did it? Great. And rolls its eyes and stomps away. <laughs> Thanks for listening to All Hail Yogg. If you liked the show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It's really the best way to steer new ears towards the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. All Hail Yogg is an Experience Points production. It was directed and dungeon mastered by Timothy J. Meyer. Eric is played by Paul Vanosik, at Paul Vanosik on Twitter. Ernst was played by Alan Walton, at Alan B.W., on Instagram. Narsene is played by Emily Rose Jacobson at frankly underscore Emily on Twitter. Skura is played by Megan Captain at ii underscore Captain on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the show on Twitter at XP Web Series. Our audio engineer was Tim Alvarez. The game was played using the Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition rule set as owned by Wizards of the Coast. The main titles are A Night on Bald Mountain by Modest Mazorski, performed by the Skidmore College Orchestra. Additional music includes The Dante Symphony by Franz Liszt, performed by the Berlin Philharmonic, Waltz from Masquerade by Aram Kachaturian, performed by the St. Petersburg State Symphony Orchestra. Uranus, by Gustav Holtz, performed by the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra. We claim no rights on any music used. Thanks for listening, and yog before all. <laughs> <laughs>